table. Uh, we've been sitting here gabbing. We could have done like four podcasts, but we kind of just, we love coming together and talking about our week and laughing, laughing and making sure that we're all healthy and healed and doing what we need to do. And that's what is so good about this group is that we come in here and it's like, we're not on a timeline and, um, it's just good to, to sit down and be real with, with people. And you can tell them your deep, dark secrets. You can't do that with everybody. So find you a group mm-hmm. that you can be as honest as possible. Like here just a little bit, we were talking about addiction. We were talking about cutting. We were talking about all kinds of stuff that everybody's dealing with um, in our world around us. And so um, I've had a lot of uh, messages about cutting. And that's kind of a coping. It's, if you don't know what the cutting is, it's... I don't remember it as a child or a teenager, but now that's what most of our teenagers do is they cut with uh, razors or, you know, different things that um, help them to not feel the pain of life, to feel something else beside this fleshy, filly. Yeah. Oh, it, 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 I mean, I totally understand why we do it because when you're hurt, it, it is it is not it's not comfortable at all and nobody wants to feel that so numbing it is like what we do and so we're going to be having a couple episodes on talking about that because i think that that's where a lot of people are right now they're coping they're masking they're cutting they're um shopping they're eating they're doing everything except what is healthy the right way and um so we'll kind of hit on hit on that but we are talking about self-denial um for the greater joy, and um, who would think that that would bring you joy to deny yourself of something? But that's really what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And so um, we've got right now. I'm going to go to Mark um, chapter eight, verse thirty-four, and I just want to read to you um, what Jesus says. Um, if you want to follow Him, then you have to self-deny. You have to crucify yourself. You have to um, self-sacrifice. Yeah, self-sacrifice. That means your your uh, wants, your plans, your agenda, everything. And I don't think we do that. I think we go forward. We ask Jesus into our heart because uh, we want to go to heaven and we don't want to go to hell. But then that's kind of <laughs> like where we leave it. Uh, there's no really major change in our life. Um, and so we're going to talk about this on, on what, what our lives are supposed to look like if you call yourself a Christian. And um, if you're not doing that, like it took me, I'm 47 and I'm just now figuring out how to walk in the spirit and to deny myself and deny my flesh. And it's a battle. Every day. Every day. You have to choose that every day. Um, and and it, when you lose, you get back up mm-hmm. and you start over again. The Bible says if you fall down seven times, you get right back up. Mm-hmm. So um, so I'm going to read right now from, and it's Mark 8, and it's uh, verse 34. And it says, and, and calling to the crowd, or calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever who, who saves his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and for the gospel will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his own soul? For whoever is ashamed of me um, and on my, sorry, I should have brought my glasses again, and on my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he is when he comes in the glory of his of his father with the holy angels. And so basically, Jesus is saying, if anyone wants to come after me, if anyone wants to follow me, then you have to die to yourself. You have to 
you have to um, crucify yourself mm-hmm. and your desires. And so, and it says like, prof, you know, you can gain the whole world, and and you're in, and you still be completely lost. Like it would, you know, nobody looks at their um, retirement plan in heaven. You're just worried about this world living your best life. And mm-hmm. if you're living your best life now, you're on your way to hell. Um, meaning worldly stuff. Now, my best life, uh, I never dreamed that. Like, you always just think, like, if you follow Jesus and you put down all your stuff, it's going to be the most boring life ever. This is the most I've ever been alive. Mm-hmm. And It's exciting to kind of <laughs> just wait and watch on the Lord mm-hmm. to work in your you life never and know. around you. Yeah, you never mm-hmm. know. So, like, I'm more alive than I ever was in addiction or um, even just shopping or worldly stuff that we get caught up in that keeps us from... Uh, walking in what the Lord has planned for us. So um, I'm going to talk just a few minutes on self-denial. It says that he must deny himself, disown, refuse to be in companionship um, with yourself. Like that sounds so crazy that you are to refuse yourself. Um, Even good things. He, he's called like not everybody, everything that he wants you to, like, I think sometimes like, Hanging out with um, with people who, you know, I have a lot of unsaved friends or, you know, those are good friends. Those are good mm-hmm. people. But you have to give those relationships up because it will, you won't grow. You won't. It, it's a very lonely life. Mm-hmm. I want to say that. Uh, but you will have more joy and peace than you've ever had in your life because there's no like, um, I don't want to say drama, but there's really not. I mean, there's. There, uh, when you are waiting on the Lord and you and you deny yourself your all your possessions, all your desires, all your self will, um, all the people, all the plans, all the agenda, it's full self denial to refuse to associate with who you are. Um, you empty yourself of yourself, and Jesus fills you, and and He puts your your feet on a path that will bring. Something the world can't give. And then he gets you past it, and you're like, wow, I am over that. Yeah. That's behind me. That's not even something I desire anymore. Right, right. But it, it takes a minute, because we were just talking earlier uh, about, like, some of our coping things that we um, dealt with. And Lisa and I both, at a young age, we smoked cigarettes when we thought we were cool coming out of high school or whatever. <laughs> but even in that small time, for me, the habits that I developed with, like, um, having it in the car, you know, and then when you don't have it in the car, you're bored. And you or think, on your work breaks. Yeah, you know. yeah. So, um, so he, that stuff, when you deny yourself of that stuff, you have to. I mean, a cigarette was really good after you had like a cheeseburger and fries. <laughs> yes. And, and you just, <laughs> yeah, as you comfort eat there, you yeah. know. But seriously, so you get in these habits cold, of. Cold draft beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just so much stuff of. Things that we do just programmed, not yeah. even to think about it. It just comes very easily. And uh, I feel like that's what we mainly live in right now is the easy world life of yeah. watching whatever we want to watch, listen to what we want to listen to, because we don't think that it affects us. But it and really it, does. It creeps up on you and you it don't does. realize like, how, it, how it affects you. Yeah, it starts out very small. Um, I think, I don't, I don't know if there's a verse or he just used this as an example um, I was listening to John MacArthur, and he was talking about it's it's the 
it's the little things. And it, I don't know, if, like I said, if this is a, a parable or whatever, but he was talking about it's the small foxes that get in the garden. Because if you don't, if you don't, um, it's not necessarily the big things. It all starts out small. And so he was talking about these little bitty fox pups that were able to get into this garden and mess it all up. And nobody would have thought that it would have been a big deal because they were just little bitty. But but even the smallest thing mm-hmm. um, starts a big addiction. Those cigarettes led to something else. And and um, so it's it's very hard. And, and denying your flesh, whew, that's hard. Um well, and Satan uh, tempts people to bring out their worst. Oh yeah, um, and oh, that's yeah. that's when one drink's like not going to be a big yeah. deal, and one drink will lead to two drinks, and two and drinks then, lead then to three drinks. Then you're in a position where you've got to figure out, you know, you're addicted or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you've got to figure out how to lay it down. Yep. And a lot of people don't <clears throat> believe that they're addicted. So, like, I remember the very first time that I said that out loud that I was an addict. I couldn't believe my ears. I, I remember you it. saying that on yes. one of the TikToks or our podcast. I and could you not believe, believe that I was you, an addict. Yeah. And I said it out loud, and it was like, I can't believe that you I just knew it, said that. But yeah. it, it, hearing it out like, loud. It, was and like, in your mind, mm-hmm. your mind protects you, and it makes it like all the sin that you do or the things that you do, we glitter it up, we justify it, we, we just, you know, this is why I got to do it, or this is what happened to me, and this is, and all these excuses. And then when... Um, or one one sin's better than the other, yeah. so you move on to another one. Yeah, well, at least I don't do that. At least mine's just drinking or whatever, and it's not adultery like so-and-so over there is. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We start comparing our sins, and, and that's Satan um, keeping you there. Like, we are called to conquer mm-hmm. and overcome. And Satan doesn't want you to because, like I, I say this all the time, you have a good work. You have to believe that. The Lord has something planned that is for the kingdom and um we don't believe that we believe that we're too far gone or we've done too much wrong or god wouldn't call me or anything like that and and even it's been funny to watch my husband because when i first started doing this he would be like i see that you're not going to quit because he would get on me all the time because i was studying so much and he's like i see that you're not going to quit but i'm not called to this and the lord is rocking his world right now the holy spirit is just speaking to him and and, yeah and he's he's becoming this leader that is not so much, I mean, for our home, but, but he's also like leading these young men, um, financially how to budget and get their credit. I mean, he's just really coming and It's beautiful to watch when you help somebody, um, come into who God's crew, when you help them see, cause everybody sees themselves through a cloud, right, Brittany. And, um, you have to keep reminding them that they have a bigger purpose and Satan has, um, fooled them. And fooled us. We would have never thought we'd have been here. Both of us would have been like, we like I. I used to never talk. Can you believe that? In my wedding video, I don't believe that at all. I <laughs> never said a word. My husband spoke and introduced everybody, and I would just say, "This is my mama." <laughs> and and I would go on. I just was so nervous. And then now I don't shut up because I just love Jesus and want everybody to go to heaven. So, anyways, all right, back to self denial. Um, so we're to deny ourselves, like like Peter denied Jesus. He said, I don't know who that man is. So when you, so that's how I'm supposed to be like, I don't know who she is. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care what my desires are. I don't care that, that I have coping issues and I, and I really hand, I felt like I handled life better if I had something to cope with. Um, whatever that looks like could be food. I had food. I had all of it. Food, um, 
I was a stress eater, and then I was a retail therapy that helped me a lot. And then I had an addiction, and um, of course, with addiction, you does lie about therapy it. Therapy count if you're ordering off Amazon? Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. I think that's like, yeah, I think that's meant to take us all down Amazon. <laughs> so, but yeah, so a lot of people have shopping issues, and um, they spend like they're they spend a lot of money. It could be gambling. Mm-hmm. Tons of people have gambling problems. You know, they. I always say um, the Lord never let me win anything when I did play because He knew. I had that addictive personality, and if I win one time, mm-hmm. I'd be trying to win again and win again. And so sometimes he protects you from stuff like that, and um, that's why I say I've never been a winner. And then sometimes you're allowed to be tempted. Yep, that's right. And the whole goal is to get you off your game, yeah. to get you off that road. Because, you know, like when you – a lot of people think when they do salvation, when they're when they're saved – that's the end of it. I mean, that's just the beginning. That's when you put your running shoes on. You're just now getting in the race. Mm-hmm. Like that's like uh, military. That's your. That's when you go and sign up is your salvation. Like you weren't even in the race before. Right. And now you're in the race for salvation, and you, you know you've accepted Jesus. And a lot of people just say, "Oh, well, I've accepted Jesus. I'm going to heaven. I'm good." And man, you miss out on so much. Um, so we have to deny. Um, our desires and the desires of our heart are ugly. They're against the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit and the flesh are constantly fighting against one another. And if you don't believe that, then just um, whatever your favorite drink is, which I can officially say I'm off Coca-Cola. Really? I I am. I am. I mean, I have been hard on myself um, because I take this serious, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know that I can be yanked about off this table in a heartbeat and I've watched it happen and um I'm scared we're both scared you know and so like obedience is huge for me it's not that I have to do it it's I want to do it because I want to be used so that's well and there has to be some sort of surrender because there's things that we're doing that keep us from our call in life Mm -hmm. and what God has um, called us to so there has to be some sort of surrender of those things Um, to be able to get to that. And I think most people in their sin, most people don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you know, you've prayed about it. You've like, Lord, I'm an alcoholic or I'm homosexual. Uh, I'm in a homosexual relationship. I don't want to be here. I, you know, I know th- this is what I'm not, this necessarily isn't for somebody who has given their self over and just practicing and living because you're not convicted. You're not even listening to the Holy Spirit. The people that, um, says, seek me first and everything else will be added. So the people who are seeking Jesus and wallowing in their sin because they don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like I never wanted to be an addict. Even when I was doing, taking the pills, I was begging the Lord to rescue me. So I was just, I was begging him to help me. And so if you find yourself in that position, understand that that is the Holy Spirit drawing you out of your sin. Um, we were just talking earlier with Brittany. She's going to be coming on pretty soon and giving her testimony. There and if is you Brittany. all uh, <laughs> know Brittany, um, I can't wait to meet her. But uh, she's had a tough, tough life. Um, and she has coping like I do. Um, and and it's, it's a comfort. You know, anything that you use that you're in, that your flesh desires, it's to make yourself feel good. Okay? And so we have to deny that 
in order to forget what you're going through or yeah you have to you have to lay it down you have to totally surrender and you may pick it back up a few times but but you'll that is the holy spirit if he's convicting you that's your holy spirit wanting you to lay that down you know you're not supposed to be doing the things that you're doing but you found yourself because life sucks sometimes bad things happen people die and um some people are just surviving Mm -hmm. and so we find ourselves all absorbed in self Uh, we're selfish we i know that sounds so bad that we're sitting here saying all these things but that's just who we are Mm -hmm. those are the desires those desires are still in my self still me the addict those desires still pop up the uh, satan will put things in my path to remind me try to trip me up um and the holy spirit restrains me from doing that it's like the bible's uh just like paul when he said you know i do the things that i shouldn't do mm-hmm. and the things that i know i should do i don't you know so we know when we're being convicted and so you have to recognize that the holy spirit is wanting to do a good work in you and be glad you're being convicted yes thank the lord for mm-hmm. that and so then you'll realize when you start seeing just laying down some stuff that um doesn't glorify the lord and you'll start seeing the Lord work. And then you like, I love to be in the fire. I know that sounds crazy, but I, like the Church of Philadelphia, that's who we need to strive to be. Um, they're the purge church. They're the ones that even in spite of what's going on in the world and the things that are there, they stand firm. And that's where you have to be. Not everybody thinks they're super strong and can lay stuff down, but I promise you, the Holy Spirit, when you truly want to get out of it, you have to truly get out of it. We were talking earlier about, um, you know, people that um, are in sin, whether it be they're gay or they're um, a, a, and addicted to porn. Yeah. yeah, you know, we, we always like to focus on the sin. And here recently, the Holy Spirit has turned that my whole thing around, and he's been like, quit focusing on their sin. Mm-hmm. Tell them what I can do. Tell them I can heal it. That's where we are. That's where I am. I don't care what your sin is. Jesus can heal it. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're an adult, if you've been in, a, in this marriage and you can't stay faithful to your wife. I don't care. I don't care if you're an addict. I don't care if you cut yourself. I don't care. Jesus can heal it all. There's not anything he can't heal. And you just got to get to that point that you trust him. And when you trust him, he'll show up and he will heal you. And then your testimony will mm-hmm. be what you've walked through. And... uh Usually there's 50,000 people who need to hear some hope that Jesus can heal whatever hurt you have. Whether it's you've, you've been married nine times or you keep pick, picking the wrong person or whatever it is. Listen, the Lord can say, he can, he can take all that away. You just stop right where you are. Just like Paul, you know, when we talk about his going to the road to Damascus. And Jesus showed up and he turned Paul's whole life around Mm -hmm. okay let him stop you right where you're at no matter what you're in let him stop you right where you're at you have an encounter with jesus and you surrender your sin and then you turn around and you repent and your life will change you'll have power you'll have you'll have everything you need you have joy you have peace you'll have stuff that the world can't give you and um you'll never be happier i mean really i wouldn't go back for nothing um but it is denying yourself. So, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of times that we have like if it, those things are our God, and um, so I think you're going to tell us mm-hmm. talk about Abraham, and you know he 
God may not strip you of everything. He may not strip you of friends, and um, you may still get to keep your friends. You may, you know, I don't know. Uh, but your willingness to give it up, mm-hmm. that's what he's looking for. He may not take all that stuff away from you, but you're, there ain't nothing that you won't lay down. And, and I think I've had that attitude, and I think that's what really got me through, was there wasn't anything that I was going to not lay down that he called me out of. Mm-hmm. Because I trusted him. Um, I hope your will is that strong. I hope your desire and your faith and your trust is that strong that there's not going to be any. I wanted to stand in front of Jesus when we get into heaven. And I want I wanted to be blameless for all of my chosen sin. That there was nothing that, because for a long time, drugs were mine. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it kept me from from coming into who God created me to be. And if I'd have went to heaven and I'd have stood there and he'd have been like, okay, okay, Christy, you never really handled your drugs, you know, because that stuff can't go to the new kingdom. We got to deal with it. You'll be standing in front of Jesus, not for sins that you've done, but just like, man, I had so much more planned for you, you know? And I think we'll see it. And I think we'll feel ashamed. And, and so I just don't want to be there. I'm sure I'll miss out on some stuff, but like you have to have a desire to only want Jesus. And, nothing can stand in your way. He came to break up families. He came to break up everything, to bring strife. Um, And I just really feel like we are in a generation of people who don't see their sin or care to know what their sin is or their strongholds or their habits. uh, What is the verse in the Bible where where it talks about that, you know? Wrong becomes right, and yeah, I mean Paul. Paul yeah. saying that he, you know, he, he doesn't do the things that he should do, mm-hmm. and then he does the things that he should, you know. So you know that you're not supposed to. Um, is that what you're talking about? That There's verse? another verse that talks about like in in the end days, end times that people. Oh yeah, there's a great falling away, but mm-hmm. that you know they they think that evil is good and good is evil. Yeah, yeah. that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. That's that's we're exactly at. Yeah. where we're at. Um, and so you really have to discern. You have to ask for it. every time you pray. You have to ask for discernment, um, discernment, wisdom, understanding, knowledge. You can't do it on your own. Strength, when he gives it to you, yeah, strength. Endurance. I remember. Um, it was probably last year when I was really, really, really struggling with trying to lay down um, the marijuana pen that I was smoking. And I remember that I walked out to the Lord and I held it up to, his, to him. I was like, Lord, if you want me off this, you're going to have to do it because I can't. I'm addicted to it. So you're going to have to take it away from me. And he took it away. He does that. When you tell him that you're done... Because you want to, you want to be in His Word. You want to be used by Him. When that desire becomes more than your hang-up or your habit or your sin, He will take it away. That's every something time. I've learned. You have to want to be done with it more than you want to do it. That's right. Yeah. I just wanted to teach Jesus, mm-hmm. and I knew that. I mean, I could teach Jesus doing all the things I could, but. Or things that I was doing, but I knew that that's not what he wanted. He mm-hmm. wanted me to be a clean, you know, not a clean, I'll never be clean vessel. Um, but I, I had to empty my desires. I had to, because nothing um, could be God. And that's literally the truth. That was, the drugs were a God for me. I had to have them. I had to make sure it didn't run out. You know, the things that, um, the ugly in me. It's very hard for me to even admit all this. I would have, I, I really begged the Lord when 
um, I came out of it um, that because this is I just kind of stepped down on a drug to heal like come off of uh, pills and went to another drug and they ended up with marijuana and now there's nothing and I'm so thankful that for that thank you Jesus and she's off of diet coke and I'm off of no coke, <laughs> coke that's big sorry. that's big um, so those are the th- the Holy Spirit did that I didn't have the strength to do any of it I wallered and cried and begged and I did not have the strength to do it and the only thing that got me through it was the Holy Spirit giving me the strength that I didn't have. So you have to believe it. He's really real. He really does what he says he's going to do. He's never not showed up for me. He's never not been faithful. He's never, none of his promises have ever been not fulfilled in my life. I mean, he is everything he says he has to be. The problem is we don't believe it. And we don't, we don't even attempt it because we think, we don't think on things above we think of this world so so sometimes you'll have to sacrifice like if you have a big calling on your life um you may have to sacrifice you know your job or or things like that or if you're if you're called into ministry you may have to move there's there's things that other things that you will have to sacrifice Mm -hmm. and um lisa's gonna kind of talk about that right now well um sacrifice is an act that allows god to bless us um so he can add more to our lives Mm -hmm. and so i know that when you've laid down um, all these things, like how much more do you feel like your life oh, right, has been blessed? Right, absolutely. And so anything that It's we're... not just me. I see blessings in my family. Mm-hmm. It's not That's just right. me. Yeah. Like I'm watching my family be blessed mm-hmm. and healed. And so like if you've ever like worried about your kid, because my, my daughter used to cut and she's going to come on with Brittany and kind of talk about that a little bit. When you go to the gates of hell fighting for your kids and then you see your kids come out of it and they're flourishing and they're thriving and that is a blessing from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it's because of faithfulness. And it could be because of your faithfulness. If you're faithful, then your family can be healed. And that's just, I've watched it with Lisa. I've watched it with everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've watched it with Brittany. I can't wait you all meet Brittany. And um, it's just amazing how he heals you so he can use you. That's it. That's it. But if you have all this worldly stuff and all your worldly desires, mm-hmm. you won't be used by God. He just can't do it. There's no well, you room. You have to sacrifice anything that you're putting in the place of God. Yeah. And so like you were saying, it's a crutch. Um, you're trying to um, cope. You are. And those kind of things. Yeah. So, um, and we weren't ever meant to do that. He tells us, I'll fight your battles. Mm-hmm. Come to me who's heavy. I'll give you rest. Yeah. But we don't do that. We don't believe that. We don't think, oh, I'm going to lay my addiction down and he's going to heal me. I'm, I am living proof of it yeah. and didn't do a thing. So, um, One of the stories that I came to was the story of Abraham and Isaac. And so um, most everybody knows that Abraham was called to take Isaac up um, on the mountain and sacrifice him. Um, but he trusted the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he knew, I think he knew, um, oh, yeah, deep he knew. down he wasn't. Well, he'd already up. promised him that he yeah. was going to make Mult- you know, multiple, yes. yeah, multiply and his, um, his generations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As the stars in the sky. So he knew what God's promise was. And sometimes you can be standing somewhere and you're in utter darkness and all you have is it's God's promise. promise. Yeah. And that's all you have to cling on. You don't hear his voice. You don't even see him moving. You're in the darkest place of your life. And all you have is this. Mm-hmm. And he shows up. He shows up every time. Yeah, every time. Look, I have coat chills right now. So I'm just saying, 
I've just, I've been at that dark despair. I've been at the, the lowest pit mm-hmm. of never thinking I'd ever escape. And all I had was that he was going to do a good work in me, that he had a work planned out for me before the foundations of the earth. And I just had that to hold on to. Yeah. And that was enough. It was enough. So, Well, one of the things about the Abraham and Isaac story is, like, I never really understood the root of the story. Mm-hmm. And so the to, what I've learned is um, Abraham had put Isaac before God. Mm-hmm. So he was you putting know, Ab- Isaac in Abram the place was of pagan. God in his life. You know that? Yeah. So all yeah. that was, they were all pagan. Mm-hmm. So Abraham was res- was pulled out of a pagan, believing in the pagan gods. And then this is what, I mean, could you imagine how crazy he thought he was? Like, this God is speaking to me. Like, he didn't, he was pagan. That's why he changed his name. I mean, it was, it's crazy, the story, when you dig down deep in it, the trust and the Mm -hmm. faith that he had in in God. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And he had finally given him Isaac. This was one, his only son. Mm -hmm. And God had asked him to sacrifice it. And so when you think about that, Isaac was going to be the heir um, to his um, estate. He was going to be the heir to his finances. Um, he upheld his reputation, mm-hmm. you know, where they were at and those kind of things. And so when Abraham was willing to lay down Isaac, he was willing to lay down all of those mm-hmm. things. He was willing to sacrifice all those things. And so, but in, um, in the, I think in the back of his mind, he knew that even if he did have to kill Isaac, because listen, child sacrifice was huge back then. So this wasn't anything crazy. They were very familiar with it. Like I said, Abram was pagan. There was always but child Isaac sacrificing. Was 15. Yes. So there was always child sacrificing. So he, he was like, okay, God, this is what you want. Because at 15, you probably know your kid can like fight mm-hmm. back. And, you know, it's just like going through that whole process of him taking his son, a 15 year old, not just a little um, kid, mm-hmm. um, up there. And so they both had to be trusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Isaac had to trust his father. Yep. There's a movie out. It's called His Only Son. Have you seen it yet? Mm-mm. Okay, it's out on, I think uh, I think it's out. Uh, you may have to rent it or something still, but it's about the story of Abraham and Isaac and the trust, and it's beautiful. It was just in, it was in theaters around Easter, and my husband and I went and saw it, and it was just like, it. I'm a visual person. I have to have, mm-hmm. that's why The Chosen does so well for me. Um, but this was a visual of man he fought it mm-hmm. the whole way up the hill, up the mountain to, to go. He fought. When you say fought, like what did what he do you was mean? like, God, you questioning God the whole time. Like, are you really going to make me kill my son? Mm-hmm. You know, like what we would do. He and it was so human. It just humanized him. You realize that he he fought, but he trusted. So he was at. He wasn't like fighting it. Like Lord, I don't want to do this. He was like. Is this really what you want me to do? I, I've done it in my in my walk. When the Lord start, first start, when I first started hearing the Holy Spirit speak, I thought it was crazy, and I say this all the time. I I, I would stand on a hill, um, and I still wasn't never had talked to the Lord very mm-hmm. much, and I thought I was crazy. I thought if He's, I'm either possessed by seven demons or this is really the Lord. And it took me a year to quit saying, Lord, am I crazy? I know I said it 5,000 times, and that's not an exaggeration. I, I'd never heard the Lord speak before, never heard his, his voice. And so I can't imagine the walk of taking your son and, and you just trusting and eat to the nth minute. Because mm-hmm. I think he sometimes, had yeah, he had a little, altar. yeah, he already had another sacrifice. He provided the sacrifice, which is the parallel of the, mm-hmm. of the, of the cross. 
because God mm-hmm. provided a sacrifice. Yeah, this says, when God commanded Abraham to offer his promised son as a burnt offering, Isaac was approximately 15. In this defining moment, God asked Abraham to take all his future hopes, all that Abraham expected from the Lord according to his covenant, and surrender them on an altar. Although this instruction made no human sense, he did not argue or plead. He simply obeyed. Well, in the movie, he pleaded, so I don't know. (laughs) But to me, it humanized it because, I mean, I could see myself... And, and really, Sarah, um, and like, I, I, like, I don't know how much this is, how biblical it is, but, like, she was pagan as well. And so, in the movie, she kind of went back, like, he told her that he had to go. And um, she was going back to her pagan, um, like, rituals. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we don't do that no more. And it was, it makes you understand that, like, how, how we kind of go back and forth when the Lord asks something, like, are you sure? Are you sure you're talking to me? Am I good enough? All this stuff. Instead of just obeying. Abraham is the perfect example of obedience to the Lord. Even though he didn't understand it, he trusted the Lord. And that trust yeah. is... When we um, bow a knee, to, or, and when I say bow a knee, it's kind of like the thought of sacrifice. When you're bowing down and you're saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to lay this down. That's what uh, the enemy can't come against. Oh, Because yeah. that's when you're a conqueror. That's, that's right. When you're victorious. That's right. Um, I laid on my face, <laughs> like flat in my in my yard, and was like, "Lord, I mean, I was also detoxing, mm-hmm. so um, it was it was horrific. But I mean, it was you just don't know. You and I think that um, I I just think the Lord knows what you can handle and your sacrifices, and mm-hmm. and He'll call you to sacrifice be your living sacrifice that's like for me i live my life out loud and people are like you just tell everything uh you nothing's private i'm like i'm a living sacrifice so if i'm going if i have a bad day and i need to lean on the lord i'm going to share it because somebody else is having that same bad day and the holy spirit has shown me how to walk in the spirit and so i have to be that living sacrifice that says this is how you do it and so that's kind of like where we all are called to do be a living sacrifice not be held up in your house not telling anybody any of your problems or uh, finding groups to, you know, he wants you to be to yourself so you can't learn any of this stuff. So, yeah. All right. So they're, they provided a lamb and then what happened? Do you have anything else after that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing that most people don't even know where to start. You know, uh, when you, when you have to self, when we say self-sacrifice, you know, it is to lay down yourself. I mean, it's even cell phone, like the time mm-hmm. you spend on your yep. cell phone because you're putting that in front of, and this is where I'm, I'm convicted right now, is being on TikTok or mm-hmm. being on Facebook mm-hmm. or any of those those apps mm-hmm. that are keeping you from spending time with the Lord, keeping you from spending time in, in your Bible, mm-hmm. um, learning about Jesus. And there's a way. Listen, I've tricked it. I love my games. I play I play at, uh, Gardenscapes. I love that thing. <laughs> I love all those little puzzle games and stuff. So I'll put a sermon on in the background of mm-hmm. my phone. on Like on Spotify, you can play a game and it still plays the music or whatever or the... And, and I'll listen to a sermon as I'm playing a game. So it's, so it's not that you really have to give up everything. Like, you do have to have some time to yourself. But, like, on TikTok, being, when you're on TikTok, encourage people while you're there. You can hijack everything when you're on Facebook. Look for somebody to encourage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily – I, I don't – I hate when people are like um, – 
I hate social media. It's the devil's radio. It is. It is totally There's good things on meant, it. But you hijack it. And but you, in, like everything with moderation. Yeah. And so make sure it's not we like have keeping no you from. Yeah. yeah we don't have self-control. Yeah. That was the biggest thing for me. I didn't have self-control with eating. I didn't have self-control with um, TV. I didn't have, I didn't have self-control anywhere in my life. Mm-hmm. And so the fruit of the spirit is self-control. And so the Holy Spirit, that's a gift that he gives you. And so when you learn to live in the spirit and you start, you know, uh, work, and I'm not everything like, I mean, anger is a big deal. The Holy Spirit's not going to let you walk around angry all the time and then use you, you know? So it's basically, do you want to be used by the Lord? And if you do, and you tell him that, then he's going to take away your bitterness because you can't go around telling people about Jesus being bitter you mm-hmm. just can't. He has to clean that out. Get all. You can't be angry. You can't You're be not bitter. believable. Yeah, you can't hold a grudge. You can't be forgiven. You, you know, if you haven't forgiven somebody, he's not going to use you. And so that was the, my heart's desire. I wanted to be used by the Lord so much. That's mm-hmm. my heart's desire, and it aligns with His will um, for my life. And so I knew that I just had to trust Him. It was the hardest thing I ever had to do, but now I feel like. Even though I'm going through this chaotic world and learning all the stuff that we're learning that um, isn't truth, um, everybody else is chaotic mm-hmm. and in chaos and scared and fearful and people are still wearing masks and scared of COVID and the Lord has my day numbered. I, I mean, like if you're going to stand in front of persecution, which is coming, so if, if you think it's not coming, it is, you got to know the word of God. Because if you don't, you'll never stand. So let's say that you're left behind and it's the rapture happens and you're left behind and you thought you were saved and, you, and you're not. Um, if you don't take the mark, you're going to die. Or if you, take the, if you don't take the mark, you're going to die. And so, like, I'm going to go out with a bang. If I, if, if, if I was left behind, which I won't be, but if I was... And um, I'm going out with bang. I'm going out singing hymns. I'm going out with scripture. I'm go- That's how you fight is with the word of God. Yeah. Like you can't put your dukes up against Satan. It ain't going to work. He will sweep your feet out from under you. Believe me, yeah. he's done that to me. Um, I got cocky with him and thought he couldn't get me. And he got me. I was got before I even knew I was gotten. So, <laughs> um, but if you don't learn this and walk in it and deny yourself and learn his word, you and you don't know you don't have any I don't know the 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 addresses of stuff but I can say you know just like what I just did a while ago you mm-hmm. like don't know where it is but people call evil good and evil you know I can I'll say that I don't know where it necessarily is in the bible yeah. you know um, Luke 9:23 says whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross yeah. daily and follow me um the kind of self-sacrifice that pleases the Lord is the result of having taken up our cross to follow Jesus. And, and I, I know this, but I didn't really get it. But a cross represents death. Yeah. Death. Know, death. Yeah. And so that's death to anything that you're putting death before Jesus, self. before that's God. Right. That's so. right. Um, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, um, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. So I love that because he sold everything he had because he knew the treasure he had. So nothing, like Paul says, I count it all lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul was a unique man. He had, I mean, he knew everything. He was, he was 
well-respected. I mean, he had dual citizenship. I mean, he was just a man who had everything. Um, and he counted it all loss because he, he wanted to go be with the Lord. Um, and then there's another parable. These are all, all in Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 through 46. Um, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of a fine pearl um, who who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. So those two parables that are in Matthew are talking about like nothing you have, your car, your job, your friends, your, um, what people think of you, your reputation, everything you have is nothing, nothing. None of it goes to heaven with you, mm-hmm. your, your money, none of it. So your soul and is the most important thing that you should be taking care of. And nobody's taking care of their soul. Nobody's, nobody's thinking, Oh gosh, I need to build a treasure in heaven. Because nobody talks about it. So, um, these parables remind me that there's nothing, like, when you realize the truth, and that's right here, um, you'll not hold anything in front of it. You will give up whatever relationships you have. And I'm not talking about your husband. I'm not talking about your husband. You're not going to have to give up your husband, um, even if he's an unbeliever. Um, because the Lord works that out. There's a verse in the Bible that says that your husband will be reached. We hate this one, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, with with our actions, which yeah. puts all the pressure on me and Lisa. Um, we won't even have to speak a word because the gentleness, the kindness, the self-control, um, meekness, everything that the Holy Spirit teaches you, you will then apply to your husband and he will become mm-hmm. saved because of how you act. That's a hard there hard was, there was role a to feel. older couple at my church and she had prayed um i think it was like 40 years for her husband yeah. and he finally um was saved and i tell you he was um he was the only person that was dancing in the in the aisle you know yeah like he was the only person in the congregation that was like cheering the the preacher on you know but it right. took it that took long. it that long and yeah. that many years of her praying mm-hmm. for him and for that so and that's what i tell parents all the time because they constantly message me i'm like my son's not saved my son, pray pray the lord's faithful um the verse that says train a child in the way he should go um and when he gets older he won't depart mm-hmm. that's the truth that's not a if that's not a that's what happened here. You train yeah. the child up. It doesn't say he's not going to go down a drug road or he's not going. she's not going to get pregnant or she's not going to be in a same-sex relationship. It doesn't say any of that. It says that when they get older, they won't depart from it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't teach your children now, they have nothing to come back to. So when time is hard and the world's hard, if you haven't done your job as a mom of hiding the word in your heart, then your child is so defenseless out on a battlefield, you might as well take them into Iraq and just drop them off because that's how doomed they are. They have no weapons. They have no nothing to fight with. And it will come back to us, the parents, because we've been entrusted to teach our kids the word. And if we don't hide it in their heart, then they they have no weapon. They have nothing. And they need to see you be faithful. They need to mm-hmm. catch you being in prayer. They need to catch you in the Word. My kids caught me all the time, and they'd be like, Mom, I don't want to talk about Jesus anymore. It's all you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And now it's I'm starting to see it. But, man, I, I was in many bathrooms crying 
uh, with my feelings hurt at dinner because I would be trying to talk to my kids or they'd be in something in life and I would be trying to direct them. Or they laugh at you. The godly way and they laugh at you and they make fun of you and they call you all these names. And man, that is so hard. I'm like, Lord, this hurts me. Um, but he's faithful. And I've watched my children mm-hmm. grow because of my faith, my my obedience. So you want to you want to change your family. It starts with you. You get in the Word. You start praying because you're the one that's being convicted. I feel like the Lord has convicted me, and I'm now healing everybody around me. Anybody that I can get my hands on, I'm trying to heal them. Yeah. You know? So, um, Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yeah. Um, and one of the other things, other notes that I have is um, we don't sacrifice in order to appease God. We sacrifice because we want to please Him. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, you know, if you don't heal your hurt, this is where it all goes back to. Every one of us have a hurt, regardless if it's childhood. Most of it's childhood hurt. I mean, it just is. It starts out in childhood, and some are worse than others. Um, some had, I had a great childhood, but there were things that happened in my childhood that, you know, I've carried on and things that happen in your life. You just keep carrying, like, like he says, you keep putting it in your hurt pocket. And as long as you keep it in that hurt pocket, it's, you're carrying it around and you're heavy and you've got all this baggage, you know, you're trying to put this strap on and carry this one over here and you got your Bible and you're trying to walk over and talk to people, but you, you have so much luggage that you can't even, you can't do it effectively. And so this was a great example we mask our hurts, but we have to heal our hurts because, like, it's like a cortisone shot. You get a cortisone shot in your knee, and that numbs it. But the pain is still there. The hurt is still there. Same way with pain pills. Um, you have some type of pain. Well, the pain dulls it, but you have to heal it in order to be able to um, be used by the Lord because mm-hmm. you will. that stuff will start coming into your ministry. And that stuff will, that's how you'll view the whole world. So if, if you've been rejected and abandoned at a, as a child some way or there's some child trauma, if you go into ministry and you try to uh, work with somebody and they don't receive you like, that, like they think, um, th- then there's offense. And that just messes it all up. And so it, you have to go. I never moved for a year. I never taught Jesus for a whole year. The Lord healed me. And that seems like a very long time, but I had a lot of I had a lot of baggage. Um, you may not be there. You may just be dealing with you know I, some some um, lady was talking on my TikTok. She commented and she had a shopping issue. And then there's been people who have used to be weed. Now it's alcohol. There's just so much stuff, and they're saying, "Help me get out of this." Um, the first thing you have to realize is that you're not your sin. That is not who you are. That is something that Satan has plotted against you to destroy you. So when you understand that you have... You're not an addict. I'm not. I know. I'm not an addict. But I have addict tendencies. But I'm not an addict. I'm not. I'm not her anymore. I'm not that person. Um, I am a new creation. Um, I wish I'd have wore my red shirt. Um, My church, we say this saying every Sunday. And it's rather long but they put it on the shirt on the back and it says says i'm a i'm a new creation i'm of infinite worth Mm -hmm. and it just goes i'm really somebody Mm -hmm. um and to say that every sunday you begin to believe it so if you're listening to music we're set apart 
Yeah, we're set apart. That's exactly right. When you realize that you that you have to be different, like you can't listen to Little Wayne. You know what I'm saying? You can't listen to Snoop Dogg. I mean, that was my jam back in the day, you know? Um, but when I go there, it can take my mind to where wherever I was. You have to protect yourself. You, if you're an alcoholic, you don't, don't go past the liquor store, which I know that's impossible. I feel like that's another thing Satan has done. There's liquor stores everyone's where, and every commercial has some kind of type of alcohol on it. And um, so he makes it almost impossible. But the Lord... The Lord is so faithful, and he will heal everything, and you will be able to lay it down, and the Lord will elevate you and bring you right where you're supposed to be. It's the most beautiful, ugly, painful, gorgeous. I mean, like, you name it. It is beautiful, the work that the Lord does in you. And you realize you're like, man, I went through that for a purpose. If people wouldn't have called, like, I've been, my name has been drugged through the mud. Um, I've been called everything under the sun. I've read it. My kids have read it. My husband's heard it, all of it. But I realized that if I would not have went through that season that I thought, Lord, I can't take another name. I can't some, I can't handle somebody calling me another name. If I wouldn't have been there, then I would never be able to stand where I am. Mm-hmm. Cause right now I'm an audience of one. You can like me or you can not like me. I mean, that's just how it is before I'd have crumbled. If someone would have said something uh, about me and he just takes you through all these things you will be able to see the lord's work in your life all through your life even in the rape even in the sexual abuse even mm-hmm. in the um physical abuse of your life the lord those things um were not caused by the lord those were caused by satan to destroy you but God will take those things, and those will become your testimony. And you will be up because there's, I own a daycare, and I'm telling you, I really believe that there's lots of children in my daycare that are being sexually abused. And they don't even know. They don't realize it. And there's people who are have been through abuse that are scared to talk about it or whatever. And so when you tell your testimony, that heals them. And that's what we do. We're supposed to heal each other. We're supposed to lift each other up. We're supposed to encourage each other. And so I encourage you to look at your life. Ask the Lord to rid you of yourself and to fill you with him. And he will do that. He will do it. You will You will start to see, like he really did answer my prayer when I was laying in bed saying, Lord, rescue me from this drug addiction. He heard me mm-hmm. and he did it. And he was faithful. Um, and that will be what he does for everybody. And it's here for the taking, but we just are so, um, the world just consumes us. There's amusement parks and just everything for us to do vacations and TV, endless TV. And, and it is just to keep us unfocused. So I hope this helped you. Do you have anything else? Any good verses? I just want to end us us in prayer. Oh, look at you. Oh, my gosh. And that's one thing, like, just watching her grow Mm -hmm. and what the Lord's done in her life. It's just beautiful to be able to walk through. And and that's that's making disciples and making disciples because she's discipling people in her life. and And, you know, everybody that you come in contact with. That's the goal. You heal them, and then they go. Join the, join the mission and go heal somebody else because everybody's hurting. Everybody's consumed with self. They can't even see Jesus because they're so consumed with my feelings, my hurts, my desires. And when you take all that out, which is hard to do, you don't believe me, tell your, if you're a chocolate person, take, take chocolate away for a day. <laughs> you know, your flesh is angry. 
Caffeine. It, caffeine, anything. Try. I mean, yeah. and I think that that's where fasting. You actually withdraw from caffeine. Oh, gosh, yes. You'll have headaches. Crazy. Everything. Yeah. It's detox from everything. But let me tell you, um, when, when you start to do that and you lay down, Satan will come for you. He's not going to want you to lay it down. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that. We have to go back to some of our earlier podcasts where you recognize the enemy and you have to grab that thought and capture it and mm-hmm. understand that that's not the Lord. And he only is there to be your cheerleader and to give you grace and understanding. And anything else is uh, not from the Lord. So um, start looking around and noticing people's hurts and helping them. Um, maybe you're talking to somebody at lunch or the, ask the Lord in the morning to bring you the people that need to hear, and he will. You'll be amazed at who, sh- and it'll be the person that you can't stand. Well, you can even <laughs> that's the not to plug thing. our podcast, but <laughs> you can even share our podcast to help. Oh yeah, plug reach, our, yeah, 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 to help reach um, other people, and that's just an easy share. It is, it um, is, and subscribe. Yeah, that's the thing, and that because because really, th- what that does is when you comment or you like it or you share it, mm-hmm. that kind of boost us up because if you find that this is helpful for, helpful for you it's probably helpful for other people yeah it's helpful for me we i know that it is every time that <laughs> i sit down here i'm healing something else of myself so it's it's like i'm teaching myself and then helping other people because no one knows how to walk in the spirit when you say walk in the spirit you're just like what is that yeah and it basically is that you deny yourself and you let the Holy Spirit lead you in every part of your life, in your marriage, in your finances, in how you parent your children, the advice you give. Um, and, and listen, wisdom is the biggest thing to, to ask for. Um, I can tell, and it blows my mind sometimes when somebody will come to me and they'll say, can you help me with this problem? And I'm like, I can try. And then I'll say something. I'll be like, where? did that come from? Like that was not me. And so that's just the Holy Spirit using your vessel. That's all he's wanting to do. Like I'm using this pen. Um, that's what he wants to do. He wants to use you to speak to somebody else to help get them out of the darkness. And so we're really supposed to be helping each other and not just walking around saying, well, let them live their life how they want to live and, and do the things they want to do. And that's not what we're called to do because we're all in dire need of, of, uh, encouragement. So All right, sister, you want to pray? I do. Okay. Okay. Uh, God, help us to offer ourselves wholeheartedly. Help us to live for you. Um, Jesus, you offered yourself for my sake. Help me to offer myself to live for you. May I act with justice, mercy, and humility as you did. Be in our minds, our bodies, our souls, and our actions, Lord. Keep us from evil. Um, bless Bless us with your wisdom. Bless us with your discernment. And, Lord, we love you. Um, help us to endure and stand firm in our faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. We'll see you next week.